All right. So we both we both sound exhausted, so this should be fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Red Five standing by. I am Iron Man. I am Loki, of Asgard, and I am burdened with glorious purpose. I am vengeance. I am the Knight. I am Batman. Hello there. Yes, I'm here to fight for truth and justice in the American way. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. If you step out that door, you are an Avenger. That's what we call ourselves, sort of like a team. Earth's mightiest heroes type thing. Superhero landing. She gonna do a superhero landing. Wait for it. I could do this all day. So we both just finished watching Watchmen. Um, and it was funny because you remember last week I was saying it doesn't need to stick the landing. About halfway through, I was like, I don't know if this needs to stick the landing. I was thinking the same thing. And maybe it needs to. And then when it was done, I sat there for five minutes. I'm trying to gauge how I felt. My first thought was like, okay, we got an inception ending. And then I really started digesting everything that happened. Then I ran to Twitter. I was like, okay, let me see if I feel this way. And I saw everybody like, it was just a circle that I run in on Twitter, which is something we probably talk about later. But um, it's phenomenal. It's great. And then I'm like, I could I could see that that's the assessment you get when you talk about the season. But I'm like, did this? Did it stick it? And if it was like, if we're looking like you know like archery, it didn't hit dead center. But it was pretty close. I feel like there was a lot of like threads they tr- they had to try to wrap up today, or not necessarily wrap up, but kind of just like put certain things in place and certain things they wrapped up, and it didn't quite get everything. And then some things were just rushed. Um, what did you think? Um, yeah, I I think I actually kind of agree with you on quite a bit of that i think they kind of dragged out the first half of it and then rushed the second half of it if that yes. makes sense yes um it, you know it almost seemed kind of like all right where are we gonna go with this like we needed an hour and a half to really tell the whole story kind of thing and you know uh and they didn't quite nail the end it just had of that like kind of fast wrap-up deal yep um but uh, the other side of that is, I guess, I kind of appreciate where it's going. I, I appreciate that they didn't do the easy way out and um, immediately transfer the powers to Angela or immediately transfer the powers to, to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, that they didn't, you know, they left it ambiguous. They left it kind of open-ended and leading us to wonder, like, kind of what's going what's gonna to move forward, what's going to happen. Um, both with Adrian and with, you know, John and John's powers, you know, could, could these guys really get rid of John? Could these guys really kill him? Mm-hmm. Do they really have the ability and the technology to do it as powerful as he is, you know, that I don't know. And I, and I think they also opened up like, you know, they laid a couple things for it for next season. Um, but first, so, I get them having to recap True's backstory, 
because you couldn't have done that throughout the whole season. Um, it would have spoiled a lot of stuff. But I wish there was a better way to have weaved it in because it felt, and I think this might be our new term going forward, it felt real Mysterio in the bar like, like, let's just jam this in here to explain it all. And like you said, like, we got to kill some time. Um, As soon as I, we started seeing the stuff with Vite, I'm like, this guy's either, my thoughts are like, he's going to die or he's going to get brought to justice for some of the stuff he does, for stuff he did. And, um, you know, when they, when they mentioned like, you know, that, uh, that Will wanted justice, I was like, yeah, Vite's not making out of it, making, getting out of this thing the way I thought he, like, you'd probably expect him to. Cause I thought like, you know, he might get away with it, but I'm like, nah, that's pretty much what the show has been about. You know, like justice and retribution you're going to have to answer for this, or at least in this version of Watchmen, you're going to have to answer for this. And I'm kind of glad he did because if they just let him off the hook, it would have been shown some inconsistency in the storytelling. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I agree. Absolutely. Like, I mean, the, yeah, like you said, the whole point of this thing is, is, you know, some measure of justice for things. And, you know, to have Adrian, you know, not come to justice for killing, you know, millions of people that would just, uh, yeah, that just wouldn't wouldn't sit with this version of the show. Yeah, uh, I feel like, and this is weird to say, the Cyclops kind of got off a little too easy. I mean, and also we got to see what happens next season. But I'm like, and hopefully, I guess it'd have to be Looking Glass to explain. Like, you know, you've had this white supremacist group try to, you know, steal the powers of a god, and they've been doing all this crazy stuff in in Oklahoma. But, you know, just killing them and not having them be outed to the country, I think it's a little too easy. Um, I, I, I suppose, I mean, killing is pretty bad, I suppose. But, um, you know, I, I guess I, I understand what you're saying. You know, maybe they should have suffered a bit. Yeah. But then it doesn't fit with, you know, Will wanted justice, and then justice for what happened to him would have been his family in the town would have been, you have to die. You, you've massacred right. a whole town of people. Uh, there's something like, I was I was taking notes through this. Um, And then, so the Angela thing with the powers and the egg, I, do you have an explanation for that, or we just got to wait till next year to figure out uh, how he put his powers yeah. in here? If he put his powers in the egg. If he put his powers in the egg. Which then the question is too is then what the heck were they draining from him? Well, they were they were extracting the dark energy that gave him his powers. Mm-hmm. You know, that was on that little display that they had there. Yeah. So it's simply a matter of, you know, did it did it go back into nature, so to speak, or you know, was it contained somewhere and is it going to be available to somebody? And like you said, I mean, there's a possibility that he put his powers in the egg. And there's a possibility that it was just an egg. And, you know, we're obviously going to have to wait till next year, till next season, whenever they do, whenever they decide to do the next season to, to find out that. Now, for the show, does the powers have to be an egg? Does she have to get the powers? I mean, it. Just from the standpoint of like, you've left people sitting with, you're going to leave people sitting with this for God knows how long. Does that payoff have to happen? 
I don't, I, I don't necessarily know that it does. I mean, the show went quite a ways before we even got to that point. Mm-hmm. So I don't think those powers need to necessarily exist in this world to tell a compelling story. It's just kind of wondering where it's going to go at this point. I mean, at this point, you've, you know, you've unmasked, um, you know, the mass justice, you know, you've unmasked that character. You've brought Adrian to justice. Um, clearly they solved racism and, uh, who knows? That was a joke, you know. <laughs> nah, I know. Another thing, but um, you know, who who knows where this is going to go forward? I mean, I, I thought it was interesting at the end that like the cops didn't have their masks on. Yeah, and I'm, I don't know. Like, the more I sit, and this is something I have to probably watch again. But gut reaction is right now is just like. It's off. It was like it's like when the gymnast goes for that last dismount, and they just stumble a bit and then regain their composure. And it it doesn't. I don't want ruins really strong on the road, and uh, these are really hot takes. Like right after, but it kind of just it throws it off. Like it was really it looked like it was gonna hit it out the park, and uh, maybe I shouldn't have come on here last week and said that they didn't need to nail the ending. That they they should have. They needed to. But the other thing is, like, do we get, like, a Marvel MCU scenario where whatever happens next season might make this look better in reverse? Yeah, I mean, that's entirely a possibility that it's going to be, you know, the situation where, like this season, where we have to look at it as a whole, as a whole mm-hmm. and see where this season's going to fit into the entire story. Uh, anything in particular stood out for you? Um... No, not not really. Um, you know, I, th- I I did think that, you know, Will's statement at the end was interesting in, you know, where he said to her, you know, when he asked her, like, what did you feel when you put on the mask? And she said anger. And he was like, I thought it was that, too. But it's it's not just that, you know, it's it's fear and it's pain. And it's just this, this idea that, that, that our feelings and, and the things that happen to us are, are more complex. And we tend to often, no matter what side of what issue you come down on, you know, you, we tend to put things in a box and paint them with one color. Um, whether it's, you know, whether it's a political thing, whether it's an ideological thing, whether it's a religious thing, whether it's a racial thing, you know, we tend to, to kind of, paint the other side in one color and it's it's not often that case often the, the case it's very complex and you know you can't just put it you can't just put it the way people feel in a box and say it's this and it's only this and sometimes even ourselves and our own feelings we need to sit there and think about you know why we do things we do and why we react the way that we react and why we feel the way that we feel and understand that sometimes those issues even within ourselves are deeper yeah i agree and this way i thought you were going to say something about else that will said but it was the thing that really stood out to me he said it was um good guy could have did more you know with the powers he had and i think about late lady true's whole point on this guy has this immense power and he doesn't do more than he could and it, it kind of comes out to an old debate 
like, you know, if you have all these, uh, I don't want to say wealth, but I think that's the easiest debate to focus on. Like when you ask about rich people and should they do more with their, with their wealth and things of that nature. Uh, I think it's, I hope that if say Angel does get the powers, I hope that's something they explore and it's probably going to become a, a conundrum for her. It's like, okay, I have this ability. What do I do with it? Do I do nothing? I mean, it's my ability. It's, you know, it's my choice to do what I want with it. Or do I try to help the greater good? So, like, I'd love that if they do go in that direction of her getting the powers, that, that'd probably be her moral dilemma. I mean, also the other Yeah, it's, it's it's the question that kind of was brought up, you know, that that in in the MCU that Peter brought up to, to Tony was, you know, if you have these powers, you know, and the bad things happen and you don't do anything, then it's uh-huh. kind of your fault. Yeah. Um, but it, it it's good. I think we're, I, I'm going to have to watch it again and really sit with it because I'm really conflicted on it. And I haven't been this conflicted on a season finale in a long time. Like, usually they just get wrapped up kind of nice and tidy. Like, I saw some people online, like, putting this akin to The Sopranos. And I'm like, this isn't that bad. I mean, I thought The Sopranos ending was bad. Some other people might have liked it. But it's also, I don't know. I think ser- this is different because this is a season finale. I think series finale should try to give you some, some something concrete and not be as open-ended. Yeah, and I think I think also, you know, the where it kind of fell down is it really didn't have a lot of like, you know, big emotional punches to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously the moment where, you know, that that one moment with uh you know, with John and and Angela where Oh, was that was a heartbreaker. You know, that was, but but that was really it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that was really kind of the only that was really kind of the only the only punch, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that, that whole thing with with, you know, Adrian and Lori and and Looking Glass, you know, to, you know, in their office prepping the, sw- the squid attack and everything like that. It's like I mean, that was like that was like a buyer numbers direct to video action adventure, that part. You know, I mean, it was just there wasn't like a lot to that. And, and even even the part with the Seventh Cavalry and everything, there wasn't there wasn't a lot to it. You know, that one moment was really the only one moment in the whole thing. And for an hour, an over an hour finale, I would have expected more. Yeah, I, I agree too. And then the, the lube guy, we didn't get no answers on that. The lube guy? You know, the guy that slid in through the, the drain? Angel's chasing him down the street and he just squirted all that oil, lube, or whatever on himself and then slid right through. Oh, yeah. I, I completely forgot about him. I still think it was that uh, that other, that junior FBI agent. You know what I think, too? I think Alan Moore would actually be proud of this. I know he's really cranky and doesn't like the superhero genre as it is right now. But considering that this guy's stances on a few things, I don't think this would piss him off. Uh, yeah, I, I think he's, you know, I think he's come out kind of critical of it, but I, I, I'm i not sure particularly that he really watched it. Mm. So I 
think that's it for Watchmen season one. Well, it's it's certainly over. Yeah, and uh, I I don't know. Is it season two like a guarantee, like definite that's going to happen? Because I could see this thing just be like, yeah, this is it. Um, I'm pretty sure that there's a uh, that they had committed to two seasons. Okay. As far as as far as I know. So, well, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. All right, I was gonna say so we can. I guess we'll move on to the what we've been waiting. I guess since April four, after Infinity uh, Endgame finished, the Rise of Skywalker. Where are you at with this? Um, just waiting for uh, waiting to go see it. No, I <laughs> tried. I'm trying to avoid as much as I can in, with it, um, which is what I did with with uh, the Last Jedi. You know, obviously I've seen the trailers, I've seen the TV clips, I've read a couple of things about it, but I'm really trying to, you know, not not oversaturated at this point. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna go see it. I don't need to see any more marketing. I don't need to read, although I have read a couple of a couple of interesting things in a couple of interval interviews with JJ this week. Um, but you know, I, I don't need any more. Mm-hmm. Um, the premiere is tomorrow as far as I know, I think. And so people will be seeing it starting tomorrow and press will be seeing it starting tomorrow. You know, there's a pretty tight embargo on it, but, um, you know, and then obviously starting Thursday, people, you know, the masses are going to go see it and that's when I'm going to have to log off Twitter, uh, because I'm not going until Saturday morning. I think I'm gonna have to delete Twitter from my phone tomorrow because <laughs> I'm heading Thursday, and uh, I just I, I'm just starting to get excited about it. I'm gonna tomorrow I'm gonna watch Force Awakens, and then uh, not tomorrow Tuesday I watch Force Awakens, Wednesday I watch the Last Jedi, and then you know th- Thursday see the Rise of Skywalker. And I, I've said it before, like I wasn't really into this this one. Maybe watching it again. Uh, I'll get it. I've I've stayed away. Like I heard, I guess the latest trailer on T or commercial on TV kind of throws put some spoilers out there, so I haven't seen that. Uh, I've been reading things that the cast have been saying, and I thought about what we talked about last week. How John Boyega said, like you know, we're back together and things of that nature. And, and I thought about something someone said. They're like, this kind of sounds like whining to me, and I didn't get enough screen time. And I'm like, that might have been it. But I don't, I don't need it to follow. Like, like I felt like the Force Awakens followed a New Hope too much, and the Last Jedi was just completely different. Uh, and I like, and I think about that scene where like Luke and Yoda are sitting next to each other, and that tree's on fire. And I think Ryan Johnson's honest of it. Like, you kind of got to flip this franchise on its head. We don't need to keep recycling things. And I really hope JJ doesn't do that. And I hope he's not trying to appease that that screaming group that hates the Last Jedi. Because like I wear our Rotten Tomatoes, that thing isn't ranked as bad as everyone makes it sound to be. No, there's there's an awful lot of people out there who like that movie, and there's an awful lot of people around there out there, myself included, who include that movie in like their top five Star Wars movies. And 
you know, it's kind of the vocal majority, the vocal minority that, that doesn't really like it or that are really screaming about it. But, you know, Star Wars fans are, you know, they can be the worst. There's, and I shouldn't even say that there's a subset of Star Wars fans that are the worst. Um, and from my interactions with those people, for the most part, they don't even, they don't even know what they're talking about. They're, they're, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I I don't mean to be like reductive, but a lot of them are like new fans. You know, they're young, they're new. You know, they haven't experienced like the whole the whole thing of Star of Star Wars. Yeah. You know, they haven't invested in all of it. They haven't invested in you know the TV shows or the books and things like that. They go, to read the book. Yeah, whatever. What what people don't realize, right, is that Star Wars is this. You know, even the saga is this is a multimedia franchise yeah that 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 tells a story over various pieces right this whole story is it's films and it's books and it's tv and comics and video games and 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 all of that are all telling parts of the same story and you know only watching the movies is like reading a novel and reading every third chapter yeah, maybe you'll get a gist of what's going on. Maybe you could follow the story. Maybe you'll hit the high points. But there's a lot of color that you're going to be missing in there. And there's a lot of pieces that you're going to be missing in the middle there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you really love this franchise and you really love this universe, you're going to want to invest in the entirety of it. You're going to want to hear the whole story um, more than you can just do in in the movies. And, and if you are, if you were invested in the Clone Wars and in Rebels, then the Last Jedi makes a lot more sense because there there are pieces of that that fit better into that. Um, but you know, people don't they don't want to invest in that. They don't want to spend the time in that, and they just want to do what they want to do, and that's that's fine. But I just can't, you know. Like I was watching. Just this afternoon, I was watching Return of the Jedi, and you know that scene at the end where you know, um, you know Palpatine like finally unleashes on Luke. You know where he's like that. You know, you know he 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 lets out with the Force lightning. You know the so be it, Jedi. (laughs) You know, and then I'm thinking, man, if if this if this movie had come out like now, like all the all the fandom would be like. What man? They did that first lightning in Star yeah. Wars before. What the heck is that, man? That's not part of the Star Wars. That's not part of the Force. You know, it's like, guys, really? It's like, oh, it would drive me crazy. Yeah, I, it's actually a good thing. Not and none of those. Actually, those first six movies. Thank God they didn't come out now. And another thing is like the internet's kind of ruined the fan experience. Like I see people try to dunk on people online when they express how they feel about something. And sometimes it's just joy. Like I see people have like legitimate joy about this this franchise. And someone will come in who they claim to be a fan of it as well and just kill it. And it's like, why? Like let people like things. Let people be happy. Um I know. Uh, yeah, I was I was in this conversation this morning and it was just just a discussion over like whether or not there's going to be like redemption and what it's going to look like and and this whole thing. And I, you know, I just made a comment about like, 
you know, that's fine, but I've seen that a thousand times and it's, it's, I've seen it in Star Wars before and I'd, I'd prefer something new, something different. I prefer more of a, you know, kind of tragic ending for Kylo Ren. And, you know, this person was just like, well, then you shouldn't even watch Star Wars, man, because you'll oh, just be brother. disappointed. And I'm like, I'm like, no, I won't. Even, you know what? Even if the story is not exactly what I want it to be, there's a lot in these movies that I will love. I will love the visuals and I will love the music and I will love the performances and there's all this and the sound design. And there's all the stuff in the movie that I can love without necessarily having it be the story the way that I would have written it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't need it to be a hundred percent the way that I want it. And it's probably good that it's not, I need to be subverted at some point. So, you know, it's just like, that's not how you consume art. That's not what happens. You know, you just need to, to look at it in the whole way and take what they give you and enjoy it for what it is. And, you know, I, I don't personally want that easy, you know, Ben turns to the good side and then rides off into the sunset with Ray. I, I don't want that. Or dies trying be, to save I'm Ray. It, I'm not going to be mad if it happens and burn all my Star Wars stuff. But, you know, it's it's just, seen I it. just I would be a little disappointed if that's the way it ends. But, you know, it is what it is. And and I'm looking forward to the story that they're going to tell. Yeah, I am as well. And I go back to what you said about, you know, there's other things in the film you can enjoy. It's one thing that I think everybody should be able to agree on. Vis- I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I think Last Jedi is probably the best, visually, the best of any one of these films that have come out ever. Absolutely. It was gorgeous. It was beautiful. I mean, that that whole, like, uh, Last Sun's duel, when they finally revealed oh, the yeah. Suns, you know, um, just just all of those scenes were just, were just real. I mean, but and not to say The Force Awakens is not a good-looking movie. The Force Awakens is definitely a good-looking movie. You know, the, these movies are stunning visually, what they're able to do with these movies now. And, you know, but, and that's a part of it. And, and the sound is amazing. And some of the performances are really great. And there's just, there's a lot to love in these movies, even if, you know, one thing doesn't line up. It's just crazy. Oh, but I did, um, I watched uh, Attack of the Clones the other day. And man, that movie is bad. I couldn't do it. Sorry. I, I just Hayden, could not bring myself to start that movie. Like Hayden Christensen in that movie is so bad. So bad. And just, oh man. I don't know what George was thinking on that one. But have you yeah, ever I don't I don't either. I just I, I just can't. Uh yeah. Um, in other news, I picked up uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance three, the Black Order, and it's pretty good. Oh yeah, it, yeah. I, I thought it was going to be like a typical side scroll and beat 'em up, and no, like it's a pretty decent story. Like all these different people from the MCU have gotten their hands on a Infinity Stone. You got to go through, fight them, try to get it back, and not bad. I'm like halfway through. Cool thing is it's like four players, so like me and my son will, will play together. Um, he's always Hulk, and you know me typically. I'm gonna be Captain America, or I'll use Daredevil, but it's not bad at all. I, I don't know why they didn't port it over to the Xbox or the, or the PlayStation. 
And I'm surprised that they still haven't because that game came out in the summertime. You'd think that, I don't know, Nintendo must have forked over a whole lot of money to Marvel for them to just have it by themselves. But definitely something folks should pick up if you got a Nintendo Switch. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine that it's like really taking full advantage of what it's capable of on the Switch. I mean, and I know the Switch is pretty capable, you know, game piece, but it's not one of the big consoles. No. You know, it does not have the graphics ability or the sound ability that, you know, the the Xbox or the PlayStation does. So I, I agree that's a little weird. I think because it's so cartoony, it's okay. Um, but I, I'm really excited for whatever we get from um, Square Enix's uh, Avengers game this springtime, which looks really good. And then I, I think they've kind of like listened to the criticism of their designs of the Avengers because now they've included like uh, costumes from different films, different comics, different versions from the cartoons. So we don't have to look at like their knockoff version of the Avengers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's one thing that um, I do have to say that, you know, EA's done well with the battleground games is is the costuming and, and bringing in all the different pieces of the franchise, um, you know, so that the you know the the characters that are you know playable, the costumes that are playable, the ships that are playable, um, you know, as 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 we get content, it rolls into the game and it looks good, and it, you know, that that's a lot of fun. Oh wait, did you see that they're launching another version of Battlefront two? Uh, yeah, I did see something about that. The uh, the you know, celebration you know, edition. The, yeah. Here's what bothers me, like because I guess if you already have it, you can get the like some of the extra stuff. Twenty five bucks. Yeah, you so you got to pay for you got to pay for the upgrade. Like all you're getting are some different stormtroopers. It says it's gonna be like you know more voice acting lines. What else is in here? I don't know that that kind yeah, well, of it's, stu- it's stuff from the it's stuff from the rise of, stuff from the rise of Skywalker. That kind of bothers me because I'm starting like especially yeah, for absolutely. that game. This game is two years old, and you expect someone who already has like we both have it twenty five dollars. Although, all right, so 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 let's be fair, right? There's other games that do this, that do expansions, and you have to pay for them. You yeah, know? but usually and I'm a I'm a big I'm a big Forza fan, as we know. And Horizon Four in the first year and a half had two expansions that you had to pay for. But you like with this whole with them, they laid that out. You knew that that was coming. You had to pay for it. This is two years later. I guess that's like is most true. most games would tell you, like, look, this is our roadmap. We're going to give you two seasons of, of DLC. Um, and that's a weird thing too, because certain EA games are really good about giving you free stuff. But I'm saying, right. like, this game is two years old. You just put out Jedi Fallen Order. You, you they added Star Wars stuff to Fortnite this weekend for free, and it's like not. And and they've always had some issues with. Remember that whole the issues with the loot boxes? I think it was in the oh, first the battle. The yeah, yeah, with yeah. The I, it's, I don't know. I, I think somebody at Disney has to be looking at them and the way they've handled this this property and be like, eh. they've kind of redeemed from all the everything I've read with uh, Jedi Fallen Order. 
the reviews were phenomenal. I personally didn't like the game at all, but the reviews are phenomenal. And I heard that like they've already re- greenlit Respawn to do a sequel. And I think, as a matter of fact, there's another Star Wars game coming out. Uh, let me check. Yeah. What's, up? What's that? You just broke up a little bit. Oh, I was like, uh, they greenlit Respawn to do a sequel to Fallen Order. And then there's another Star Wars game in development by another in-house studio, EA Motive. Uh, let me see. It says it just said it's a very unique Star Wars experience. Uh, it doesn't say like what kind of game it's going to be. I guess it was the, um, Visceral Games was working on this, and then EA shuttered the studio and handed it over to another in-house studio. So we'll see. Yeah, so I'm looking at the at the content list in this in this expansion, and it's um, 25 hero appearances, including six legendary appearances. Including one each of Rin, Fay Rin, and Kylo Ren, 125 trooper and reinforcement appearances, 100 hero emotes and voice lines, and 70 victory poses. Really? 25 bucks. 25 bucks for that? No, I'm not. I'll wait till it goes on sale for $5. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't know about that one. Oh man! But speaking of video games and speaking of upgrades, Playground Games Playground Games has outdone themselves. How I know you're going to talk about the new mode, right? It is epic. All right, so we're talking about Forza Horizon Four, um, and you know there have been they they do an upgrade every at least once a month. They do a patch or an upgrade and they add some stuff. Um, And so this month, which is um, I think it's series 17 just dropped on Thursday. They added a new game mode called elimination. Mm -hmm. And I have just been playing it nonstop all weekend. I've done nothing else but play this. It's, it's just it is so much fun. So what do you um, do? All right. So so basically what they do is um, you know, you get into a game session and they put up to seventy two players into a game. Um I haven't seen that many. The most I've seen is like sixty two. But but most of the games do have like sixty, sixty two players in them. And so they drop you on the map. Uh you get to pick you get to pick where you get dropped, but you only have like five seconds or 10 seconds to pick it. So they, they show you the map and you get to move to wherever you want to go. Yeah. And then everybody starts on the same car. Wow. Which is a, a 1965 Mini Cooper. And then, uh, and they go. And so what you do is you drive around. So, so now imagine there's 60 guys on the whole map. They do, uh, they do car drops. So uh, you'll be driving along and they kind of you'll, you'll just randomly see a car sitting in the woods or usually it's they're like next to a building or a landmark or something along those lines. Yeah. And so you can go over to them. It's like a loot crate. You can go over to them and grab the car, 
and if it's an upgrade for you know if if it's an upgrade from your current car so they have they have levels of car they have 10 levels of cars you know the the car you start out in is a one and then you can you know you can jump up to different levels of cars um and then what they do is they will periodically shrink the field oh okay so they have these you know the like the pink force field walls like they have in the playground games yeah and and you know they they shrink the field and so what they'll do is they'll put on your your mini map they will put when they're about to shrink the field they will put the boundary of where where the new boundary is going to be yeah. and they will put a, they will draw a line to the close like on your map to the closest point because what happens is when they when they do the shrinkage that boundary moves and it moves at like 60 miles an hour and oh. if you get caught outside it you're out that so sounds you fun. Get, so you get caught outside it, you got to race like and literally like try to catch it and get through it. Like I got caught outside it, well, like way outside of it once. And I was and what happens is when you're outside of it, like like the screen starts to dim and get blurry and the sound starts to get muffled like like you're like you're choking, like you're, you're dying of asphyxiation or something. Um and then if you get into it, then you're fine. If you get caught out, like after like 20 seconds or something like that, then you're out. Um, so when you're driving around, you you meet other drivers and you can challenge them to head to heads or they can challenge you to head to heads. And so, boom, you know, it's just like a head to head in, in Horizon 4 or Horizon 3. You know, a random target appears a couple of miles away and you got you to race to it. If you If you win... The guy who loses is out. The guy who wins gets to upgrade his car or take the other guy's car. You get a choice. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. And then what happens is when it gets down and then the game keeps shrinking till it's down to like a really small group. And when it gets down to this really small group um, and there's like 10 players left, then they do a final race. They drop all the borders. They disable head-to-heads. They do a final race, and then the last guys like all race to the last place, and then you know the guy who gets there first wins the game. So oh, and it's, really it's, cool. it's 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 so much fun. It really yeah, is. No. Okay, I see. That. see that's sometimes, like. And sometimes you drive around, and you drive around for like four or five minutes, and you can't find a car drop. And sometimes, like like I can't play the game this afternoon. Like literally, right in front of me was a level five car. <laughs> like as soon as I spawned. So, so then, after that event is done, do you start over with that car you just had, or everybody's back to like, no? The then car? then you go into another you go into another game, and everybody starts over. Okay. Okay, I would definitely try that out. Um, yeah. Oh, it's, dude, it is. It's so much fun. We're talking about video games. Did you see uh, the new Xbox Series X? Yes. What do you think about the form factor? Um. Yeah, I mean it's cool. You know, I don't know. I mean it's it's weird. Like, like I get my games pretty much all digital. Yeah, but like I kind of don't want to be told I have to. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. So what I read is that there'll be two. One is just gonna be all digital, and the other one's gonna have the disc. But the one with the disc will be like the pro version, and then the other one yeah, is much the more expensive. Ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they don't they don't want you to do it, but they will. Uh, they'll let you buy it. Yeah. So I like that they're going in that option off the bat, but I have a feeling they're gonna end up confusing customers initially. 
like one, it was one of the guy list podcast. He always says whenever he, he sees like a, a new video game product launch, he thinks about it from the mindset of his wife. Like if my wife has to, and this folks is not, we're not taking a slide at women. This is just what this guy says he does. He's like, if my wife has to go there and they're going to show her two things, she's almost always going to go for the less expensive one just because she's frugal like that. So he's like, maybe they should launch one first and then wait here and launch the second one. But I also get what they're trying to do. Like, we need to get people in our ecosystem. And if we get them at two different price points, fine. That's what we're going to do. What I do love, yeah, though, yeah. is that everything that works on the Xbox One generation, game-wise, right. immediately works on this new one. And yeah. Game Pass works as well. So, well, they've always been good at they've always been good at that. Yeah. So to tell someone, like, if someone goes in, and, and this is not saying anyone should buy Sony or Microsoft, but... If you can tell somebody going in, hey, pick up this new system and everything that's already out works with it, and you have 100 right. games in Game Pass, it does help the decision making. And then. Yeah. I mean, this so, thing's basically a PC. Yeah. I mean, like, the I'm Xbox is basically a PC, but this thing is really basically a PC. Yeah. I agree completely. I mean, it's basically a gaming PC. So it's going to be really interesting. Uh, come next fall, like my wife sees me putting coins in a jar and putting bottles in plastic bags. So she already knows what I'm trying yeah. to do. But they're saying this thing may cost like 600 bucks. They'd be foolish to do that because that almost I killed think, the I PlayStation 3. What? They, that almost killed the PlayStation 3. Yeah, the first no. came out of 600 bucks. Right. So, I, think yeah. it'll, I, I think it'll probably land at 5. I if think they're so. smart, like four ninety five. If they're smart, yeah. And then I guess you put that the second model at three ninety nine, maybe three fifty. Right. We shall see. Um, anything else? I went to see Jumanji yesterday. What did you think? Okay, so I think it wasn't. Um, it wasn't like as fresh and funny as the first one mm-hmm. but it was still a lot of fun okay um i think it, it kind of suffered with the same thing that this episode of watchman suffered with there's a lot of getting you to the point yeah <laughs> where you could actually have that third act that big third act um they kind of which i think was a really smart choice was they made they kind of made the focal character um Martha Ruby, however you want to, you know, yeah, which which is which is really smart because Karen Gillan was fantastic in it. She was really great. Um, you know the 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 pits. Danny DeVito was actually really great in it too, especially in the end. Um, you know the 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 whole bit they did with adding the other, you know, bringing in the grandfathers and everything like that. That was kind of cool. It was funny. Um, you know, they they had some bit, they had some really cool, interesting bits and stuff like that. But, um, you know, the first one, the Welcome to the Jungle, kind of was, you know, you hadn't seen it. It was fresh. It was this fresh idea. It was these. You're you're new to these characters. You're new to this environment. You're new to the way they're going to tell the story. You know, this is kind of coming back to that. And, um, but, but it was enjoyable. You know, you turn your brain off, you eat some popcorn and you watch it. It was a lot of fun. Okay. 
uh, you just saved me from seeing it. <laughs> that wasn't my intention. No, but I appreciate it. I think um, Star Wars the last bit. No, no, we've got some movies coming out Christmas Day, right? Um, yeah, there's some stuff coming out, but I I don't know that there's really any. I mean, I, I still haven't seen um, Knives Out yet, and I kind of want to. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, oh, so we'll we see. We'll see if I can I can get in in to see that at some point before the end of the year. Um, that's probably about it. I mean, I kind of want to see a beautiful day in the neighborhood, but I, I may wait till that comes out on streaming. I don't know that I necessarily need to see that in a theater. Well, you got um, a bomb show. Yeah, bombshell. Um, Richard Jewell's getting a lot of good buzz. Uh, there's and there's Just Mercy with uh Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Fox. Right, and then there's um, Slim and Queen. I'll pass. <laughs> oh, Uncut Gems. That's what I want to see. Uncut Gems. Please tell me you've seen a trailer for this. With Adam Sandler, that. and he plays the—I uh, think he's like oh, the bookie. Yeah, that is You don't want to see Mike Francesa make his film debut? No, that's okay. <sighs> Not if I have to watch an Adam Sandler movie to do it. Oh man, Mike Francesa is going to cuss in a movie. <laughs> I can listen to that anytime I want. <laughs> Oh man! And then uh, what about Little Women? Any interest in that one? <laughs> I'd rather go see Frozen too. Spies in Disguise. Will Smith might might be a big comeback role. <laughs> yeah, and then again, it might not be. All right. Well, guess it's just Star Wars and Knives Out. I still got to get Ad Astra. Yeah, I kind of want to see. I almost watched it today. I'll probably watch it over the week. Is that uh, Six Underground on Netflix? Oh yeah, the wasn't it produced by somebody that did fa- one of the Fast Mike- and Furious films. Oh, well, it's, no, it's Michael Bay. Oh, you really gonna watch that? Yeah, come on, Ryan Reynolds in a Michael Bay movie. <sighs> okay, <laughs> okay, and it's Maybe. and it's Netflix, man. I don't even have to go anywhere. Save for a snow day. So at least you can go sleep it away after it's finished. <laughs> oh man, um, I, that's it for me today. Um, uh, anything else? Uh, no, I think we've uh, I think we've pretty much covered everything, folks. Thank you for listening. Uh, we will be back probably Saturday evening or, or, or Sunday. We are definitely going to be here talking about uh, our thoughts on. The Rise of Skywalker. And we'd like to hear your thoughts as well, too. So you could hit me up at uh, on Twitter. Jeez, I don't even remember my own Twitter handle right now. Ardell Burns. There you go. Ardell Burns on Twitter. That's where I'm most active. Mike, where can they find um, you on social media? I'm on uh, MikeyMo1741. Uh, or you can uh, you can email us at um, moviepunditry at what, what's our email address? I don't even remember anymore. I'm just exactly. bad Outlook. Outlook.com. Yeah. Movie Pundit. Read it. Send us an email. Maybe we'll read it. 
In fact, I guarantee you we'll read part of it as long as it's clean. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's definitely got to be clean, folks. Wow. Before we get out there, somebody said this was Jeremy Irons' best performance since The Lion King. That is Which is false because he played the hell out of Alfred. Definitely not the case. Yeah. Yeah, he so, did play the hell out of Alfred, and he was also fantastic in a movie called Margin Call, which I think I mentioned when we were doing our, our countdowns. Oh, yeah. Because we were talking about the films that nobody, not not nobody watched, but like those underrated films. No, it's just like, yeah, best films of the year. And, and yeah. you know, and I had kind of forgot that. You know, Margin, margin Call, um, it's got this really fantastic cast. Paul Bettany's in it, and Jeremy Iron, like I said, is in it. Um, and it, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like the big short, but like the day before. It's like it's like the it really literally takes place like the 24 hours before the whole housing crisis hit. Mm-hmm. And this um, it's kind of based on a true story. And it's about this one bank, um, you know, this one investment bank that kind of saw it like right before it was going to happen. And they had to decide what to do about it. You know, were they going to like sell, basically sell all their position and at a loss and get out of it and exacerbate the situation? Or, you know, were they going to kind of ride it out a little bit and, and lose billions and billions of dollars? And, um, you know, so uh, like I said, Paul Bettany's in it, Jeremy Irons is in it, he's great, Zachary Kinto's in it. Um, Kevin Spacey's in it. Stanley Tucci's in it. It's just this. It was, it was like this this film that like nobody saw with this tr- tremendous cast, um, and and it's really it's it takes place like over like one overnight. Like it starts at like four o'clock in the afternoon and goes like through to like ten o'clock the next morning, kind of thing. Um, and it's really, really, it's really a good movie. So if you see it like on streaming and stuff, definitely you want to watch it. Okay. Well, I just want to tell you my next snow day. So there I'll add that because it's my snow day list of movies, which is starting to pile up. Um, folks, that is it for this episode of Movie Punditry. I'm Randell. And I'm Mike. Peace out. Later. <laughs>